So I'm just talking to you. All right, dear. Hello, I'm Nana. And if you enjoy listening to my sweethearts talk on this show, maybe tell a friend of yours. And maybe they can enjoy it, too. And if you would like to see this little show go a little bit further, maybe check out the Darlings Buy Me a Coffee account. All right. Okay, honey, you can go ahead with your flashlight thing now. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. This evening, we're going to try a little bit something new, something that's a little bit uh, personal to my growing up. Um, I grew up being of the puppet generation, right? So you had your Sesame Street and different things of that nature. You had Star Wars that even uh, hired, I believe it was Jim Henson's brother to design Yoda. And uh, Jabba the Hutt. But this evening we're going to be talking about one of uh, the other things that got Jim's name on it. I believe he was already gone at the time of the making of this one or close thereafter. But uh, we are going to be discussing Dinosaurs, the TV show from 90s. I'll look it up in a minute. But yeah, this evening I'm joined by Peter and greg and we are gonna do our best to fill at least 45 minutes so uh if you're interested in the show dinosaurs then uh yeah stick around if not we'll see you next week so i'll get it started give her all right so dinosaurs started in 1991 oh that was early yeah early 90s and it lasted four seasons so it ended in 1994 and it had 65 episodes total. Yeah. So, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, it that's actually not bad for like a four-season show. And Oh, the thing that... Okay, so this is back in the day when the VCR is God Almighty, right? Oh. If you... No, ours never blank 12 o'clock no, because... Yeah, but I'm not trying to record anything on the coffee maker. And you're not on microphone. No, it's not all well. I got to clean on it. Sorry, I'm back on microphone now. Is that better? There we go. There we go. They're all cuter. There's Peter. Hi, Peter. Um, So, yes, it was at least done by Jim Henson's studio. I'm. When did Jim die? Let's look. I just looked that up, and that's actually 1990. He died in 90, so this came out the year after. year after. Okay, so that's what I thought. I thought he had just gone, but I think he did have some hand in some of the design, but yeah, a lot of hand. Giving that its puppet. Yeah. Uh, what else you got, Greg? Uh, speaking of Jim Hansen, uh, before he, like when he <laughs> passed away, he was having difficulties presenting this TV show concept because no one really wanted to air it because they didn't think it was going to do anything mm-hmm. and then i guess what happened was when he passed away someone else i think his son took over it and then they basically brought it to people's attention and then they 
they decided to give it a shot because it looked like it was actually going to be better than they thought it was going to be. So, and so ABC, I believe, took it. I think so. Yeah, and they had it on their channel. I'm not sure what. Maybe I don't know if it was part of the TGIF lineup. Uh, it's owned by Disney now. Yeah, so it might have been. I don't think so, um, because it seems to me that it was a prime time sitcom when it originally aired. Or relatively close to. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure. Well, I mean, like, the TGIF was, like, primetime shows, like, Family Matters, Step by Step. Like, they, they had that whole block of, like, from 8 till 10, basically. Like, yeah, there was, like, four yeah, it shows. Have, it might have actually fit, fit in there. Yeah, they might have, it might have been one of the original ones, because I think Perfect Strangers was once part of that block as well. So, I mean, like, there's been other shows, too. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've seen spinoff shows, like not really a spinoff shows, but like copycat shows of that kind of thing. And, uh, one of them was aliens in the family. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It had like one season and like seven episodes and, and that was it. Right. Um, I don't know if that's true, but, um, go ahead, Peter. Now, this is a question for maybe the two of you can answer that. One of the things that I liked about it was uh, as a show it had a very definite beginning and a very definite end it didn't get canceled because of the fact that you know it wasn't getting viewership it got canceled because they were only doing from this point until the end of the world the the uh, when the the asteroid hits when the asteroid hits right yeah. so it, it's up to that i think it actually had a three-year run if i'm correct right so was that planned from the word go or did that just work out that way like was was <laughs> Was it a precursor of Babylon 5? I wonder if it was an episode that was pre-recorded and just kind of put in the vault until it was needed. This is the final episode because a lot of them worked like The Simpsons did. The show, show would start, they would have a problem, they would fix the problem, the show would end. The next day, they wouldn't discuss usually what happened in the episode before, you know, like in The Simpsons. Or Family Guy, or but they do. If you watch all the episodes chronologically, and that is probably what stirs the question, is the the event is referred to. Oh, right? a lot they of are, events are referred to. Yeah, you no, know, but they're aware that the asteroid's there. And as a matter of fact, in the last season, there's multiple events over the fact that people aren't even believing that it's just a myth and that and right and you know those. So it's I don't know, right? So it must have been planned that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I guess so too. I I don't really have an answer for that one, but I mean, yeah, I would think so as well. So when we were watching it the last time, uh, he was saying he was like a megalosaurus or something like that, mm-hmm. which kind of fits his body type, but not really. And then when you take into consideration what kind of dinosaur is his wife, Fran. Like, she doesn't seem to be the same species he is. No, they're totally different. And then Robbie is a mixture of the two of them. And then Charlene's somehow like a triceratops or something. Yeah. Like, what what happened there? <laughs> different dad. And then you got baby Sinclair, who's pink. All the other ones are green, and he's pink. And boy, was that a freaking craze. Do you remember, like, no, I'm not the, the mama? Yeah, I'm the baby. Gotta love me and all that kind of stuff. 
as as a matter of fact, just the other day on Facebook, I think it was Dan who sent it. Um, but he sent, I think it was Darth Vader <laughs> with with baby Sinclair, and the whole plot line is not the mama. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's funny. I love how it's still a thing. Yeah, I mean, like people know it. Like they always talk about it because it's it was just one of those things that people watched, right? And it was a word that people remember from that show, right? So, yeah. Oh, and and it, it was like one of those things you could watch with the family. Yeah. Right. Like because yeah. it was relatively clean. Um, I think. But, but that, you know, you know, you say that as if it, that was a rarity, but at that time, that was pretty much everything. If it was on the air between eight o'clock and ten o'clock, right? Um. So they wasn't as uncommon as your as it sort of yeah you, you hear in the background there, yeah right at that time of an era for TV there was a lot less um, gore intrigue right whatever I don't know how you describe it but not necessarily negative things but and there was like what Peter was saying like there were <laughs> other shows like that I mean like like Elf was another one right Elf and, yeah. Harry and the Hendersons was another one, oh, too. That was a good one. That yeah. was a good one, too. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, they're all were kind of like the same kind of concept, I guess. Yeah. A little bit. Same concept, but... Different. The way the dinosaurs did it was, like, ramped to 11. Yeah. Because instead of it being like, okay, we have one puppet, Alf, living with a family. Right. Right. And you do have to pull off some tricks to be able to make that look good especially when you see him running and you see his legs right, right? yeah right that i always love that that was hilarious you see him go scooting off to the kitchen right because he yeah. had to hide but but when you look at the dinosaurs it wasn't like okay we're gonna put a puppet in a world no the entire world all were puppets right. everything yeah. was pretty much a puppet and like the backgrounds they're not human backgrounds they're like caves and, right. and everything is done to that style huge production cost massive i don't even want to know like the main father uh earl i don't want to know what his one costume cost because like just looking at that you, there, there's no seams there's there's like no eye holes and and all this kind of stuff it's like how do you guys move that's because they seam it and then they melt you in Kinda. Right? They go around the edges with a torch and they smooth over a putty and then they smear it together and paint over it. Yeah. yeah you were being <laughs> cut mm -hmm. Have you seen any of the um, uh, webcast about Jim Carrey and the Grinch costume? Oh, I bet you that was murder. <laughs> but no. Um. So then uh, I think the one thing that uh, threw my daughter off a little bit was uh, whenever they open the fridge and you get like a hundred little arms yeah. popping out and they're all trying to yeah. escape and stuff like that. And she's like, no, get back in there, get in there. We always laughed when that freaking happened. That that and, and the one night that dinner got away and then he decides, Earl decides he's going to live in the woods later. Right. And then meets up with the dinner that got away and they kind of yeah. like talk it out and... That kind of thing is freaking hilarious. He ended up not eating that dinner, by the way. You know, he right. Got, yeah. Rivers like, Dad, is he gonna eat him like right on TV? I'm like, I don't know, honey, because they've kind of developed a little bit of a character with this 
current microwave dinner. Like, <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you, sweetheart. Things yeah. are kind of on their head. I when I was a kid, no, I, I had this idea, and this, I I don't know why I thought of it because I was probably just well, I was a kid, right? But I thought the cast of Family Matters did the voices for dinosaurs. Oh really? Show. Yeah. Family Matters. Which one was that one? With Urkel and oh yeah. No, no, I don't think it was. But no, it was. I have like the actors listed here. So. Oh, okay. Well, who are the actors then? All right. So it was voice. So who did Earl? His name... Yeah, do the voices first, and then we'll come back and we'll do the costume actors. I don't have the costume actors. Just uh, the voice okay, actors. Okay, well, yeah. okay. Because so we the costume only have... actors, they did have someone. Like, there was listed in some of them. You can look them up on internet. There's a wiki the... for that. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, so who are the voice actors? Okay, so first one for the father, Earl. It was voiced by Stuart Packin. And he's done some work after that. He's still alive. Uh, oh, I looked times. up his profile. He's done like a few movies here and there. Uh, Anything I would recognize? I think they're all like British movies uh, and stuff like that because he's. Mm-hmm. I think he's British, but yeah. And then Fran, it was voiced by Jessica Walter, and I think she's done. I don't think she's done like a whole lot since then. Oh yeah. And Robbie was voiced by Jason Willing Willingener, but he hasn't done anything since then. Oh, yeah. Um, that's kind of rough. Charlene was voiced by Sally uh, Struthers. Oh, really? Yeah. Sally Struthers. Yeah. No way! Wow, that's a wow. And Alice then, Struthers, the current mother of Super Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Or Aunt May. Dead Aunt May. Dead Aunt May. Or, yeah. I don't know. Uh, the baby Saint Clair was voiced by Kevin Clash. Kevin Clash. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know him. I I looked him up a little bit, but again, there wasn't really a whole lot. Like, yeah. A lot of these. I guess a lot of these voice actors also, wait, like a lot of the voice actors, they do like different animations as well and stuff like that. So a lot of, like they were doing like animation. They movies. were doing voice yeah. works. Yeah. 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 They were doing cartoons and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So. Um, Johnny Bravo. <laughs> yeah. That's all I have for that. So the one thing I liked about it is that they took real world things and stuck it in the background. Mm-hmm. So the one episode I saw. It was up in Robbie's room and he was learning uh, how to howl for Howling Day because that kept the end of the world away. And they decided to cancel Howling Day, which, if we're not mistaken, the last few episodes they get hit with the asteroid. So the thing is, did they stop howling and then it did bring about the end of the world because they stopped howling or was it all just going to happen anyway? Right. But anyways, in... Robbie's bedroom you look in the background and he had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Caveman poster it was awesome and like if you look really close it was literally a bunch of hairy dudes with like ninja (laughs) outfits on and they were all ready to go and 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 they would always do things like that like um just different things where they stuck the humans in and instead of it right. being something else. It was yeah. usually a caveman. 
Uh, oh, there was a good one. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. The zoo had just imported a, a, a rare type of caveman to uh, their zoo, and they couldn't figure out why they hadn't made it yet. And it showed a picture of them, and it was because they were both male. But the zoo hadn't figured out that they were both male, and we <laughs> couldn't figure out why they hadn't made it. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Because one of the uh, zoos had done that, I think, one time with the pandas. They brought a panda over for mating, and they found out they were the same sex. <laughs> and that's why they weren't mating. So, it's scary that I remember the panda incident. Yeah. So, like, little things like that. Like, I'll be just sitting there and just knowing events that have, have happened over the years and stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, that's good. Well, the good. theory was that it was supposed to be a parallel universe, right? To ours. Yeah. Right? You know, that was just slower in its timeline. So, so yeah, those things would have happened there. They were paralleling us. I watched the one episode. Well, I saw, like, one scene where the baby's possessed. Then where okay. from the exorcist, like they did like a little. Oh, they did an exorcist one. Yeah, where the the head was spinning around, Mm-mm. and she was like the baby was just like told like off the wall, like it's already off the wall, right to begin with. But yeah, it was just and the parents were just like, oh my god, like Brandon and Earl were looking at them, and they were like, that's not our baby. <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, okay, that's I'm I'm glad you said that's not our baby. Uh, what about the one where they get the kids switched? Have you seen that episode? I. It was a two-parter. Oh, I don't remember that. I have, I I watched the series, but it was a long time. So yeah, the way the episode goes is not anything I'm spoiling. Like if you haven't watched it in thirty years, that's kind of down to you. Um, so Earl was wondering one, why was the baby not green? Everybody else was green, and two. Uh, if it was actually the right egg from birth, because apparently when they were in the maternity ward, there was an earthquake and the eggs went rolling across the room and got mixed up. So then Fran ended up contacting um, the family of the other mother who had her egg and they came over and they had pink skin both of them both the mom and the dad and their child was almost a direct copy of baby Sinclair except for he was green and from there it got really really weird because the dad was this you know stereotypical kind of pushy loud mouth kind of guy right and uh, whereas Earl's kind of quiet and humbled and, you know, even though he's a big guy, he's really kind of quiet and, you know, cowardy kind of things, right? So, what? sorry, you looked like you were going to say something. Well, I was just thinking that in, in a lot of the cases in the show, it was um, blue collar to white collar was the attitude you're looking at. Yeah. So, the, the green baby, instead of it being rambunctious, getting into trouble, lighting itself on fire, um, it was an intellectual type had high allergies, um, intolerances to food in certain mammals. And, and, and yeah, you have to say it like that because that's right. how they say it, right? Yeah. It's like, what are we having tonight? Oh, we're having pterodactyl again. And he's like, 
Again? Oh, I was hoping for a mammal. <laughs> like like different yeah. things like that. And there's been different research that's come out recent well not recently, but since uh that like they're dinosaur types wrong. Oh, the, yeah. Like what the family is that what they're classifying them as yeah it doesn't class up. Um, their scales are way off because they wanted the characters all to be relatively the same height. They'll change it for a couple things, right? Um, like for example, if Earl's a Megalosaurus, that thing's pretty friggin' big. That's like the size of a T Rex, but if not bigger, right? But but it's interesting you bring that up because it's when I when the first show came out right one of the things I remember about it being that it, that was groundbreaking that it was taking a um, a children's look at modern issues and one of the big things about that family was the fact that it was um, multicultural in its base you're you're quite right he's um, uh, she's the herbivore, and they're like he's from a different class. They're totally different species. species, yeah, right. But cross species marriages and such on and so forth. That's one of those big things that this show actually tackled, because that's what they were talking about, as oh. well as the existence and the. Um, you got to remember, it's a lot of all in the family attitudes come into that show as well. Yeah. So they're talking about the class structure of the American society. They're talking about the changes in its um, point of view with other races and so forth, and so forth no. right? And intermarriaging, right? So a lot more is going on in that show. So the very fact that someone's saying, well, they had it all wrong is like, yeah, they were trying for that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so you know how uh, his best friend is Roy, and Roy's a T-Rex, right? You can tell he's got a T-Rex head and teeny tiny arms. He can't reach anything. I don't know. Complains about that a few times, too. Yeah, yeah. They make fun of him a couple times, and he gets mad. But um, where was I going with it? Oh, um, so we we get that, that they've changed some of the scales to get it all to fit in. My favorite part is when they bring in the characters that are extra-sized uh, dinosaurs. Like, there was an alpha male that had sent Earl a message saying that he's he's going to be by on Tuesday. He is claiming his wife as his own, and he has the right to do so because he is an alpha carnivore. And when he shows up, he peeks through a crack in the roof, and his eye fills up the entire crack. That's how big that guy was. And they had a weird law for that, too, in dinosaur style and all that kind of fun stuff. But... Uh, another one they did like that, but you got to see a lot more of the dinosaur was when, uh, the next door neighbor who became Fran's friend, uh, was her name Monica or something like that. And she was a, a brontosaurus or, a, or, or one of those type of long neck dinosaurs, not necessarily a brontosaurus, but when she came over, like she never came in the house, only her neck did. So like she, <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's I'm gonna be honest. I grew up brontosaurus, right? And if I'm understanding what I'm reading anymore, the brontosaurus doesn't exist. It's the branch you're talking about is brachiosaurus, and there's no bronto in there, right? So I'm not quite, you know, uh, just yeah. for me as my like, you know, 
when they change their what you've taught been taught from one point and they keep changing yeah they keep changing the rules on us we have no idea somehow that's still you know somehow pluto is still a planet right there would be another one my question to you is do you do you think they could do something like this now with do you think it would be a popular show that people would watch now like if they were to do like a reboot of the show no um uh i don't think people are as interested in puppetry uh, they could do it but they'd have to go cgi and then everyone would be watching it for the cgi it wouldn't be the same puppetry or muppetry or if they did, they would have to start over. Because if if the last show ended with the end of the world, well, yeah, they just have a new family in a different city. We, yeah, you know, we we know where the city is, right? We know that they're not the only one on the planet. Yeah, right? I would love to see a, another family, another set of dinosaurs in the same world, dealing with modern day family issues. Yeah, and and some of the issues, we might as well talk about that. Uh, Some of the issues were pretty deep. Uh, They had one episode, it was like a two or three or four parter, and it was called Nuts to War, and they literally went to war with another uh, faction over literally nuts. It was over um, consumption of pistachios. No. My favorite, one, my favorite episode, which is about you know um, what we do with our elderly and our disregard for them, is throw grandma from the cliff. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> hurling day. Yeah, hurling day. <laughs> and then River's like, Dad, they're not really gonna throw her, are they? I'm like, you'll have to watch. And she's sitting there, and I can see like she's like <laughs> hoping they really don't chuck this sweet old lady that's in a wheelchair and like, and oh, I'm sorry, the the muppetry on her alone because she's I, I will admit grand, grandma was done very very well yeah. like all squad yes all right yeah, you know it, it's actually a little bit of inspiration for nana the character you hear at the start of every episode well so far anyways i haven't recorded a new one but um yeah that old squat old lady that you know uh, you know, can be grumpy at times, but other than that, she's a sweetheart. And, you know, smoke a pack of Marlboros a day kind of grandma, right? Where's my whiskey? Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention was uh, on that scale size thing was uh, his boss. Uh, anytime you went in, he went into the boss's office and the boss is this huge main triceratops and he's in one of those like trailer offices where they just drop off a trailer bin and there's like an office inside it but if you look at the ceiling it's completely shredded from where his horns go up and like it's just shredded all across the top it's absolutely and the shoulders on that guy man like he fit the entire way oh yeah yeah you look at him and it's like both of his arms are touching the walls his head scraping the ceiling and that's the office they stick him in no wonder he's such a mean guy he's probably stuck there no, he was mean because he was middle management dude and that's where the shit stops <laughs> yeah but like if you think about it there's no door on the other side of that trailer no. and there's no way like, for him to get out, he would have to crawl over the desk to get out. Yeah. The but, easiest way is through the roof. Yeah. So, like, 
I don't think he gets out. I think I think they just like stuck him in there, put a desk in front of him. And that's where he lives. And there you again have the curse of middle management. <laughs> you never go home. You live here now. Sold my soul to the company store. Oh man, good times. So yeah, we used to sit around the uh, evenings it was on and watch it with mom. And if we weren't home that night, we recorded it or. Since we were sick and tired of waiting for, because I think it was only on like once every two weeks or something like that. It was like one week you got to repeat, the next week you got a the new one. One week you got to, because they took long times to make, right? There was what? How many seasons did you say? Just four. <clears throat> and some of the seasons, like the first season was only 14 episodes. And then the next two were smaller, I think. And then the last one was like 22 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my cousin used to have the toy where you pull the ripcord on the back and it goes, not the mama, and, you know, I'm the baby, and all the different catchphrases there was for that show. But, yeah, it was a thing back then. Like, it, it really took off. I think it... Phenomenon. Yeah, well, it was... See, the only reason I don't think it would be able to come back right now is because I don't see the Muppets doing that great trying to come back right now. And that's, that's exactly what's my point, right? Is that um, it's really hard to sell uh, that some of the older styles of art, which is regrettable, right? But to a mass audience, because the, the whole thing with technology is that it is just better, right? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like the Muppets were great, but God, they can do a Muppet in CGI that blows a Muppet out of the water, right? Even giving it the motions of a Muppet. So it's, why go backwards, right? Yeah, but there's something about the realism. Like, you, it's getting close. Like, I've seen some really good video game footage that looks photorealistic and you okay. can't tell the difference. I, but I, there's something about physical puppetry that just adds that extra little bit of soul, okay, I find. Now, now, and, and, and I'm going to throw this in. I, I hear what you're saying, right? And when the Muppets came out, for me, right, the Muppets, like we talk about the Muppets as puppetry, and I talk about puppetry as something totally different that the Muppets blew out of the water and just ceased to exist as an art. And that's the whole string and wire, right? Oh, yeah, the marionettes. The marionettes and such. So from that perspective, I, I hear what you're saying. America, right? fuck yeah. Um, but, and, you know, the knee bones connected to the thigh bone is never going to be the same for me without those puppets. But did I ever look back to them when the Muppets hit? Because the Muppets were just that much more. And CGI is just that much more. Like if, if even Lucas is going back and going, oh, wow, now I can do Jabba. So I'm going to like do Jabba and CGI. Well, there is talks that they're going to go back to the old way of doing the Ninja Turtles and make full costumes for the next one. Oh, can't wait. As long as they do it in the style as they've already established. I'm still trying to figure out what everyone thought was wrong with um, the Green Lantern's CGI costume in the first movie. I had no problem I with had it. Zero problem with it. Yes, nope. the butt of every joke. So I yep. don't have a problem with it. I loved I it. I think they work great. I think it started with it. They're like, oh, it's a bad movie. It's like, no, it was his origin story. It's just complicated yeah. and and the, the whole thing is 
from an, an acting point of view, or from the people who are working there, right? Um, like we, I already mentioned, you know, uh, the Grinch movie and the horrors of that makeup. Not having to wear that makeup where you're being cut out, right? Yeah. But just needing to have that imprinted on top of you, right? The entire question from Lord of the Rings, whether or not the guy who played Gollum actually acted. Like, <laughs> so when the dinosaurs uh, were big, um, it was back in the times where your mother made your costume. At least if you were getting a good one, your mother was making it for you. So I went as Robbie. My sister went as Charlene. I would have been looked at funny if I was still trick-or-treating back then. When the Ninja well, Turtles yeah. came out. But just to put that on the record. But yeah. I wasn't doing that then. So... <laughs> I went as Robbie, my sister went as Charlene, and my brother went as the baby. And I'm talking like full plush sewn suits. So like I was in the shape of a dinosaur with spiky yeah. hair. And Man, you, I hope that you take time to, to thank your mother. Because, you know, you describe that as being a common thing. And I can tell you in my growing up, it was rare. It was like one, one mother on per grade who went through that amount of trouble to do stuffed costumes and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they were so, amazing. But, yeah, but, like, that's the much more, like, wow. Every time you bring up about the Ninja Turtle costumes and yeah. these ones, I'm just blown away. It, it was right. mainly those two. The Ninja Turtle costumes went for yeah. a couple different my families, too. My whether it or not went. I needed eyes cut out of my, cut out of a white shirt. Out of a sheet, And, yeah. Mom, I know that's not true. Yeah. I'm just saying that, right, <laughs> as a comparative, but. Yeah, it was much more up to us to figure it out as kids and put yeah. our own costume together for in my family. That seemed to be more the run of the mill. But, you know, uh, kudos to your mom there. Kudos. Yeah. kudos. Well, I, she might even watch this or listen to this one because, uh, like I said, we sat down, we watched it with mom and stuff like that. So it, it was a good, wow, I got really close. Listen, did you really watch? Oh, what? Actually, oh the dinosaur show. Yeah, I used to watch it with my mom. Yeah, it seemed to be it was one of those ones that I would catch when I was at. So now, what? Like, like I mentioned before, the uh, aliens in the family, and they pretty much did the same thing where most of the family were aliens, and then you had like the dad and his kids that were humans, right? But like that one even got more complicated because like the mom looked half human and just had fins, but then like all of her kids were these weird looking aliens and stuff like that. So. If we weren't going to do aliens, because that was a little bit weird, and maybe we didn't want to do dinosaurs, what would we do next for a movie of, or a movie or a show of that kind of type? Like, what could we adapt into a costumized? I'm not sure if it's which which one it's on. It's on one of you know the three: Crave, Prime, Netflix, whatever. Uh, but they've already done one, and it's uh, was. Uh, South American, it's been dubbed in English, um, and it deals about the creature myths, the uh, metamorphs from South American mythos, right? So you actually have humans living among us, or these shapeshifters of different species, like the dolphin and such on and so forth, uh, living amongst us, right? Um, and their transformation. But again, CGI over... Yeah, um, I don't know what I would pick. Like, it's something that would be like dinosaurs and and the aliens. Uh, I mean, the only thing that... What would 
like it'd be like some kind of like something like it's out there like you know like i mean there is unicorns and stuff like that and ants ants the animated movie yeah right like, like but if you're talking like puppeteering and stuff like that i mean i mean you could do i don't know it's it's hard to think of something like creative like that you know i mean i'm sure we... well like my main gripe is like why is some of the best makeup artist and 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 creature transformation kind of stuff why is the best of it happening on sexy beast and shows like that like there's no shows where like you could do like a live action zootopia like how freaking crazy would that be like you get yeah. proper outfits and and that kind of thing yeah, I know the production cost goes up the more makeup and stuff you add, but... Well, I mean, like, one that they're going to do a live action is the How You Train Your Dragon. That one. That they're going to do it live action now. Oh, are they? Yep. Yeah. Well, there you go. I hadn't heard about that. But, yeah. But, but could you imagine cool. what the dragon's going to look like? So that's why I've been seeing references to How how to Train Your Dragon as a new, uh, new show coming out. Yeah, it's... that's what it's about. Okay, so I've been catching it on the fringe. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what else do I remember from that show? Uh, one of my favorite episodes was when the baby had his like little sub-story where he was uh, dealing with the cookie creature. The uh, cookie creature kept stealing his cookies, and he it was kind of like um, a Tom and Jerry or a you know, Tweety Bird and Sylvester situation where there's always one trying to get the other one. And then I think by the end of it, it turned out he found that he was using the cookie to feed his family of other little creatures and stuff like that. And uh, the cookie creature himself was like this cute, adorable thing in the first place. So like it, it those kind of things just kind of like give you a giggle, right? Good, clean humor, you know, well, the whole thing was pretty funny, you know. I was watching a a bunch of scenes today and one of them was the baby uh, was on Earl and he had a pot and he was hitting Earl in the head with a pot and he's just like don't do that and the baby kept on hitting him he's like if you do that one more time I'll throw you and the baby just looked and went <laughs> and next thing you know you saw him flying across the kitchen yeah they did a lot of that where the baby hits the wall and bounces yeah, a like, bit and yeah and it was also, if, if you see the show and all, like, especially the baby, it kind of broke the fourth dimension. So it was talking to you a little bit. Like, Sometimes, did, yeah. Like, winks to, like, the audience that was watching it and everything. Uh, they had an MTV episode where they actually had a full, um, the baby did a rap called I'm the Baby Gotta, Gotta Love Me. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Like, I actually know all the words to it, but I, I'm not going to. not a lot to begin with. I'm the baby, gotta love me, purple eyes and really, really cuddly. Wanna see me hit my daddy with a frying pan? Boom, Fran. Uh, yeah, no, maybe I don't remember all of it anymore. But yeah, it, it's funny. You might be able to find it on there. There's a ZZ Top reference in that MTV uh, video as well. They have like dinosaurs with these great big long beards, and 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 they're playing the bass and the guitars and stuff is hilarious. Yeah, I always like when they start bringing in, like, guest dinosaurs. Uh, I think they had a couple of them. I think they had, um, oh, what's her name? She did that makeup 
scene with Miss Piggy where they both went crazy with the lipstick. Um, Dolly Parton? No. Uh, she also did the parades. Uh, Joan Rivers. Oh, okay. Joan Rivers and, and, and when they try and bring in things like that, it's like, yeah, it's really great to be here. And they've taken a dinosaur and they like right. make, made the lips a little bit bigger and tried to make it a little bit like the person. It was, it was pretty creative. <clears throat> but yeah. So what do you guys think? Does that cover just uh, about everything? I'm, I'm, you got I'm more to... Weird on the, I'm weirded out on this search mm-hmm. for innocence that you're talking about, right? Because I... Can we do it? I don't think we can, 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 you can never have the naive, the naivete that you had back when you were a kid watching that show. That's never going to come back regardless of what they produce. Hmm. Right. You're always going to see the, and that's the weird thing. I remember when talking about dinosaurs, I remember when it was on originally Yeah. and not in, not in prep for this podcast, but about a year ago, you know, I was, you know, in search of something to watch and I came across the whole set of the series. Right. So I watched all of it. Right. So, and it was with a whole different light now than it was when I first saw it, when it first came out. And yeah, I can see it as when I first watched it, that it was really friendly and cuddly, right? You know, right? And so it was party of five when you really think about it. But God, they went through hell, right? Yeah. So um, the the aspect, when you look at it as an adult, you now, it, it's not there anymore. Yeah. Right? I can't see it that way that you're talking about. So I don't think it's necessarily a question of what's being produced as much as it's just the filter. What's being perceived. Yeah. The perception. It might be. You never know. Oh, wow. And we got deep with dinosaurs. Deep with dinosaurs. (laughs) So just to let everyone know, if you want to watch uh, dinosaurs, it is available on Disney Plus. The stream. Yeah. That's probably where I watched it. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Or you can watch it on YouTube too. Is there some on YouTube? Yeah, I I watched one episode on YouTube and it was not the greatest. So I oh. was just like, then I thought about it. I'm like, wait a second, it's probably on Disney Plus. And I'm yeah. Sure enough, there it was. Well, that's where most of Jim Henson stuff has landed. Yeah. Yeah. They own him. They own it. Alrighty, so we're good. I think. Best rap battle ever. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay, thank you everybody for joining us and uh, have a great evening. Good night.